everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 100 of the Real Life Runners podcast. We are so excited that we made it to 100 episodes that we decided to do something a little bit different for this one and something very special. So today will be our very first interview podcast and we have a couple of very special guests that we're bringing on to talk to us today. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So there are a lot of reasons why we run, but pretty high on the list is to be the best parents that we possibly can be for our two little girls. Absolutely. So when episode 100 was coming up here, and I don't know, since somewhere in like the 80s, we were like, we should do something special for 100. Yeah. And we kind of came up with this idea of why don't we bring on a couple of guests onto the episode itself? Right. Because when I originally thought of the idea for this podcast, part of my idea was to start talking to real life runners and to get the stories of how running affects us as people and as individuals and how it helps to make us into better people. And it's always good to hear that. Like when you talk to your running friends and hear everybody's stories, like everyone has a story. Everybody has a running journey and a story. And that's where it all kind of sprouted from. It it kind of turned into a little bit something different now. But I think, you know, we're going to start to add in some more interview type episodes in the upcoming months and start interviewing some new real life runners and kind of so that we can all gain more inspiration um, from other people. Right. And so a good way of figuring out, hey, let's see if we can really work this interview episode is to uh, keep it a little closer to home. Yeah. So we decided we are going to interview two very special people today. So our first guest is, what's your name? My name is Maddie. And what about you? And my name is Riley. And these are our two beautiful girls. And we thought we would start off our interviews with them today and talk about running as a family and how running affects us as a family, how it affects the kids. And you can hear it actually from their perspective because what we all have an idea about how we hope that running is affecting them. Exactly. We've got like the lessons that we hope that we're imparting to them. But, uh, you know, it's it's nice to hear from their perspective to hear, like, wh- what do you think about mom and dad as runners? Yeah. Like, what what's your take on that? So we've got we got a few ideas coming out here today. We'll see see how this episode flows. Yeah. So um, bear with us because uh, we've got a, a six year old and a nine year old here with us. Almost and 10. Almost 10. I'm turning seven next week. Yeah, you're, so you're going to be seven when this, or almost seven when this um, episode releases. So I think that one of the things we talk about a lot um, in the podcast and just together is our why, right? Trying to find our why for running. And part of what we love about running was that is that we think that running helps to make us into better people and better parents. And so... We have our own reasons for like why we run, but we thought we would ask the girls and get their perspective on why mommy and daddy run. So, Maddie, let's start with you. Why do you think that daddy runs? I think that daddy runs because he wants to be in a better mood. In a better mood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why do you say that? Because sometimes when he doesn't run... He's, like, a little bit more cranky. Mm-hmm. I like that that's the first one you went to. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's true. You are in a better mood after a run. No, no one's denying that. Right, right. You got any thoughts on this? On uh, Am I in a better mood when I, on days <laughs> that I actually run? Well, I think so. Because when you run, you play with us more. And when you play with us, you're usually in a good mood. So playing with us means you're in a good mood, basically. Yeah. I mean, I think that the worst is when you plan on getting a run in and then it doesn't happen because right. then you're like annoyed that you didn't get your run in but like if you plan on having a rest day you're usually fine all right fair enough right i mean i would say that all right, right. any any other reasons why i i head out and run you head out and run because you like getting faster mm-hmm. and winning races yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty that's a pretty good reason for daddy to run huh yes you think daddy's competitive like Not as competitive as you. You think I'm, I'm more competitive than Daddy? Yes. How so? Um, I'm not sure. Because I've never won a race before. No, but you're competitive in other things. Okay. Like what? Do you have any examples? Like when you're playing games with your with Gigi. When I'm playing games with Gigi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gigi's my sister, so I, I like to win. Yes. Just like in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's good. What about you, Maddie? Is there anything else? Is there any other reasons that you think Daddy runs? Um, maybe because he he likes running mm-hmm. and it makes him happy. Yeah, it does make Daddy happy. All right. So, Kevin, what do you think of their assessment of the reasons that you run? I mean, that sounds about right. Uh, I, I run. No one covers the sort of like existential thought of like I run to see my own personal limits but that's that's asking a lot from from second and fourth grade you know but um you know the older they get the more I think they're gonna kind of fall into that one right. but I like that they all highlighted in that I I am I am a better person on days that I run mm-hmm. whether it's just because I feel happier or right. that you know I, I've, I've got this bigger picture but the Mm -hmm. it is a direct connection i'm a better person on running days well i think that the thing too is that running is a source of meditation from you for you in a lot of ways yeah i mean i definitely have that that aspect to running of i don't i don't wake up and and sit and and calmly meditate i think that meditation is a great practice Mm -hmm. but i tend to do it while moving at a fairly brisk pace Um, Especially when compared to other people. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that time. I I like you know listening to music or podcasts or whatever during the time. But I I enjoy the Sunday long run sometimes to just go run for a good chunk of time. You know, lately my my phone's been having issues, so the battery shuts down, and I've had just you know. 30, 40, 60 minutes of just quiet, peaceful time where I'm just out running. And that that does a lot for a person Mm -hmm. to just have that amount of of reflective time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that the fact that you use running as a form of meditation, a form of self-care, because so that you feel like when you go out on a run and you come back, you've taken care of yourself in, in some way, even if it's a small way. And that allows you to then show up better for the, the people in your life. Right, which makes it a little rough sometimes when that aspect of the day gets removed. Yeah. Especially removed unexpectedly, like you pointed yeah, out. Yeah, I think that the unexpected part of it really affects you a lot more than... I know it does me. Like when, If I'm planning on getting my workout in and it doesn't happen, I am annoyed. So I, I, I totally get that. All right, so that was a good chunk on me. How about, uh, how about why does mommy run? Maddie, you want to start us off here? Yeah. Um, I think mommy runs because it makes her happy. Mm-hmm. 
Why, sure why does running make me happy? Um, I think that it makes you happier because you get to spend more time with your running friends, mm-hmm, and do, you're always happy when you spend time with your friends. That's true. I do like spending time with my running friends. What about you, Rai? Well, why, why do you think mommy runs? Because it makes her stronger. Okay, and why does that matter? Because it, it, because we were talking about this. She once went on on a fifteen mile run one morning, and then she picked me up from school, and we were talking about. We were saying how many moms in my class could do that in my grade in my whole school. Mm-hmm. How many moms could go out in the morning and run fifteen miles? Mm-hmm. I just think that's special. Thanks, baby. That's really cool. Okay, so that that's their perspective. You like to be with your friends, mm-hmm. and um, and running makes you a pretty special person. Aw, yeah. So what, what do you got off of that? Well, I mean, I think that they are right. Like, running does make me happy, and it does make me um, feel stronger, and I do like feeling stronger. But it, it's not really in comparison to other people. Like, I, I think that it's cool um, that that they think that that's very a, a special thing that I you know, can, am able to do that. And I do think that, in general, people that run and that are capable of running, it it is a very special thing. Like, the general population does not go out and run and care about their health as much as runners do. It's funny. The two aspects of yours kind of uh, go interestingly together because yeah. your running group, mm-hmm. if you compare yourself to them, right. then going off for a you know however long run just sort of seems like a normal thing. But mm-hmm. when you compare yourself to the general population, right. you kind of stand out as fairly unique. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I don't think that comparison to other people is necessarily where I like to think about my running. I do because I, we've talked about this before, like how comparing ourselves to others is never really a good thing. Even if you're trying to compare yourself to others to make you feel good about yourself, which in a lot of ways that is true. Like I feel good about myself because I am a runner, because I care about my health, but that's because it's allowing me to do the things in my life that I want to do. So yeah, I'm comparing myself to myself. Yeah. You're really good at, at trying to keep the, the comparisons internal. I try. And, yes. uh, and celebrate your own personal wins and yeah. stuff like that. It's not always easy. No, I, as, yeah. as pointed out, you're, you're a competitive person. <laughs> um, but it, it's fun. Once, you move into like the world of running, it's possible that I might be a little more competitive than you because mm-hmm. you're, you're really good at, at internalizing the, uh, the competition on that one. Yeah. I think that you're definitely a more of a competitive runner than I am. Like my, I don't go out to run and try to beat people. That's not like my idea. Even in a race, I I'm trying to get a little bit more of that, like to try to use people in front of me as, ways that I can help to push myself a little harder. Um, but it's not that I really care that much about beating other people. It's more about beating myself and beating my personal times and, and those kind of things and pushing myself to the limits um, because that's how I started running. Like I didn't start running in, for a competitive reason. Like I wasn't on a team like you were where it really mattered where you placed and who you beat. Like that's how you started running. To me, it's like that's just not what running is. Running is more of an internal thing for me. So when you go off on a run and you see like a person walking their dog up yeah. in front, do you try and like catch them before they get to the next like streetlight? 
Sometimes it depends on what kind of a run I'm doing. Okay. You know, because if, if I'm out on an easy run, like, I, I try not to do things like that. I fall into I try that to take, way too often. Yeah, because I try to take easy runs easy, you know. But sometimes when I'm out, especially on, like, Saturday mornings when there's, like, a lot of runners, and I if I see people up ahead, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'll catch them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I need to go catch that person. Yeah, it's, it's less like, that I have to catch them, but I, like, I wonder if I'm going I to catch them. I wonder if I'm going to catch them before, you know, I hit the light or whatever it is. It's just kind of more amusing uh, than anything else. <laughs> but, I mean, so, yes, I think that, I run, they, they nailed it. I, I do run to become a happier person because I feel that when I am pushing myself that I am a happier person. Like I, I'm challenging myself, I'm pushing myself, I'm trying to be a better person in general and running is one of the ways that I do that. Um, and I do like feeling strong. Like I like to be able to go out and say that I did that. Like I ran 15 miles today. That makes me feel good about myself and it's not in comparison to anybody else. It's just that I did that. And like, the social I, aspect. They definitely and the social nailed aspect. that one. Yeah, well, which is funny because I never used to run with people and now I love running with my group and, you know, I'm super happy that I have such awesome running friends and running buddies. All right, so back to the kiddos. So, Riley, why – or I'm sorry, do you like that we are runners? Yes, I do. And why do you like that? Why do you think it's cool? Well, I think it's cool that we – get more time to work as a family because on those like long drives to wherever we just spend time together Mm -hmm. as a family although it's in the car driving to wherever Mm -hmm. we're still together yeah and when we're there in the hotel or just at the race Mm -hmm. cheering mom or dad Mm -hmm. or all of us on it just it's good family time Mm -hmm. together making each other and pushing each other on. Yeah, very cool. Maddie, what do you think? Do you like that we are runners? Yes, I do because I like to ch- I like that we cheer and make signs. Yeah, you guys like to make signs, right? For the yeah. races. It's fun. So, yeah. I, it's interesting though because so you say that running allows us to spend more time as a family, right? But then you guys have also said in the past that you think that running can sometimes take time away from the family. I, I know that a, there's a lot of parents out there that feel that running can take them away from their family, which is one of the reasons that they feel guilty and they don't think that they should go out and run as much. So what do you say to those people? Do you agree that like running can sometimes separate a family? Sometimes, mm-hmm. because... When you go out on your Saturday morning runs, Mm -hmm. you're away and running, and I wake up, and two, three hours later, depending on when I wake up, you get home, it's normal now for me, Mm -hmm. but I still miss you sometimes. Yeah, and you didn't used to be okay with it. No. Like, there was definitely a point in time when I used to leave to go run, and you girls used to cry and would, like, grab my leg and say, Mom, you don't go. Do you even remember that? Kind of, yeah. I would just, like, hang onto your leg and sit on your foot and be like, you're not leaving. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I did feel very guilty leaving you guys during that time. But I knew that I was doing something that was good for myself that was going to allow me to be a better mom in general. And so eventually you guys just got got used to it. And now it's pretty normal that mom and dad go run. Yeah, because we were little then and we didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Maddie, what do you think? I miss you guys when you're away, 
for running, but it also brings us closer, like going on family trips. Like when we go to races? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for cross country. For cross country, yeah, or like when we traveled to Key West. Yes, that was awesome. That was really fun. Yeah, so even though maybe, you know, there's maybe an hour during the day that mom and dad are out running and we're not there, you can miss us for that hour, but then you can understand that running also allows us to do a lot of other fun things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this is a big excuse that people use when they say that they don't have enough time to run is that they've got small kids or they've got a family or they've got family obligations or the kids have soccer practice or various things that they're always running around to do that they don't have time for themselves as to run. Right, because, well, running is uh, it's important to the person. It tends to get pushed to the back burner. They feel like they could squeeze their run in later in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, let me just take care of this, 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 and this, and then hopefully I'll be able to get a run in. And suddenly it's 5.30, 6.30, it's 8 o'clock at night. And even if it's like 4 in the afternoon and, and you've got time at that point, once you've gone through most of the day, you tend to be really exhausted unless you have really planned on running at that point. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have it scheduled in yeah. – the longer it goes into the day, the less likely you are to do it. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's there's also the big guilt factor. And I think this plays a big role, especially for women, especially as moms, like not, and I want to hear it from your perspective too, like as a dad. No, you had a great one on this because the guilt definitely hit you harder. Yeah. Like when you would go out to run, the girls literally were clinging to your feet. Like yeah. they, they were not exaggerating Like that actually that. happened. Like they were actually clinging to your legs yeah. and yelling, mommy, no. Right. And you're like, like you look at me like you, you need to take them off of me now mm-hmm. so I can go run. <laughs> Yeah. And, a little help here, please. <laughs> the the one on the left. I can shake the one on the right, but um, <laughs> I can outrun her. But you know, when when I went out to run, I would get that sometimes, but there was a lot less clinging. Right. You know, especially when they were both like really young. Like mm-hmm. the when they were really young, it wasn't even like mommy no. It was just just crying, just crying. Yeah. And I mean, there would be times that I would walk out the door and I would start crying because I felt so guilty about leaving them. Like I would think to myself, how selfish am I right now that like I want to prioritize my health and fitness and my run over the needs of my child? Like that, those are the thoughts that go through mothers' heads. And I know I'm not alone on this one. No, obviously. And I mean, I had the same thing. Like there were definitely times where they would, they would cry when I would leave. Yeah. Um, thankfully I could leave them with mom and that usually makes things better than mom leaving them with dad. I don't know, especially when they're super little, they, they tend to cling to a parent more and mm-hmm. m- both of ours clung to you more. Well, and especially when they were still breastfeeding. Right. Then it's real hard yeah, for them to slide That was really out. tough. And then, then you had like, I had windows that I could that yes. like I was definitely limited to because I had to feed the kid during a certain window so I had to make sure that I was out running and that's with the first one I could do it but that's why part of the reason why with the second one after we had our second child it was a good it was over 3 years before I was consistently running again uh, with with the first one I would also take her out and push her in the stroller the second yeah. one was not a fan of going in the stroller that's true. once she got at all bigger. Well, and we didn't get the double. We never got the dually. We never got the dually. So regardless, even if you took one kid, there was still another kid that was left at home with the other person. Yeah, we never got the dually. Or did you hear the story of the mom that just ran a marathon with a triple stroller? 
A triple? Yeah, she did it in like 311. What? Yeah. Hello, Superwoman. Yeah, ridiculous. There, I saw another story <laughs> of like a, a woman that like ran 19 miles with like a stray dog. Did you see that one? She was like in the Philippines. <laughs> was she being chased or was she just No, there was like this cute little companion. puppy. No, there was like a puppy, like an abandoned puppy on the side of the road and she felt bad. So she picked it up and carried it for 19 miles of her marathon. Oh, wow. Of of a race, actually. Yeah, like her marathon. Oh, I've definitely run like two miles with a dog chasing me down the street, but I've never... a little different. No, this was like a tiny little puppy. No, this is a big dog chasing me down the street. (laughs) I was moving. Okay. We got a little sidetracked here. But but yeah, I think that as moms, as dads, like I'll speak from the mom point of view, and I'm sure any mom listening, you can relate to this guilt feeling of leaving your child to go do something for yourself. And I think that that is a major issue because as you even just heard from our kids, they understand it now. Like they didn't then they don't get it when they're little, but the more you do it and the more consistent you are now, it's just become normal. And it's just what they do. It's just what happens. It's just what we do. And they can also see the benefits. They can see how we show up better as parents. And I, I think that's so helpful to hear it out of their mouths. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, we really. I promise, we did not write a script for them. We to did read. not. We we did go over the questions with them ahead of time because we wanted to help them think about it before just throwing them in front of a microphone. <laughs> because, in in case you you obviously didn't see what was going on here, like especially the little one, she was getting so distracted. She was like watching the recording on the computer and she was like looking at the iPad to try to. And I'm like, no, Maddie, just talk. Like we already talked about this. We had our little conversation about this already. Now just just talk, you know. So we did help them to to kind of clarify their own thoughts without trying not to guide them too much here. No, both of them can really pretty strongly form their own opinions and (laughs) are more than willing to share it with the rest of the world. They are my children. (laughs) Yes. So, um, but both of them are, are very able to recognize that mom, dad are, are happier people. Uh, You know, I mean, especially me, I think when I'm able to get on a run. Right. And I want to make it clear that like Kevin is not a bad dad. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're not like always cranky, but like they're definitely like, I mean, the other day when we were recording, like this is the sec, our second day of recording right now because we couldn't do all of this in one day. But I mean, there was, Kevin did not get his run and he was scheduled for a long run that day and he didn't get it in. And so he was more on edge. Like you did have less patience. And I think that that doesn't make you a bad dad or a bad person. Like you're not. That makes me aware of what I do during the day to help me show up as a better person for the other people around me. Right. And I think that's what's key. I think that's what people need to understand is running can make you a better person. Like it helps to center you. It helps to calm you. It helps you to get out your, your energy. And so that you can show up better for the people in your lives. And really, isn't that what we all want? Like, don't we all just want to be better people and show up better for our lives? And if running is one of the things that can do that for you, then it's not selfish of you to take that time for yourself so that the other 23 hours of your day, I mean, or the other, you know, 15 waking hours to paint, right. right? I mean, you're a better person. Like for that one hour, the exchange rate is pretty darn good. No, that's a phenomenal trade-off that you're getting you on know? that. Like I'm, I can actually show up and be a good person for yeah. the rest of the day when I get that time in. I know that I need it. So I have to schedule it in. And sometimes it's not first thing in the morning. And so that doesn't mean that I'm cranky until I get my run because I know that it's coming. Right. That's why scheduling and planning it matters to mm-hmm. me. No, I agree. 
like you said, like there are days where I plan to not run that day and then I'm completely fine all and day. You're okay. It's when I miss a day that I plan on running yeah. that I, I get a little grumpies. Right. Exactly. So I, I do think that some people can use, use the excuse of family as a reason that they don't run. But I hope that hearing from our kids and hearing from us, like hopefully that makes you rethink that idea a little bit and, and just understand that it might be a little tough in the beginning while you establish that new pattern, that new consistency. It's the same as trying to establish a habit for yourself of being able to get out the door. Yeah. It's being able to establish that habit for the kids that mm-hmm. you're going to go out the door now. Right. Everybody needs a new habit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so while it may be a little bit of an inconvenience in the beginning, it's going to help you to become a better parent. I think so. I think that it'll help anybody really. When The more you take care of yourself, the better you're going to be able to parent your children and help them to understand that not only is it important for you to take care of you for you, but also for them. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it shows and, and up in get, everybody also. Like yeah. I've, I've had kids tell me like three periods into, into the day in, in teaching high school where they'd be like, Miss Brent, did you not run this morning? <laughs> like, what do you mean I didn't run this morning? <laughs> just, uh, you just seem a little tense. Maybe you could just breathe for a little bit. <laughs> like they, they can tell, you know, yeah. that everybody can pick up on this and you can try and pretend that it's like, no, 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 I, I have to be here for everybody else at all times, but you have to be there for yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can help actually take care of other people. It's the whole flying on the plane, put your oxygen mask on first so Mm -hmm. that you can then care for those around you. Yeah. But do you, do you find that like, even though we can understand that we show up as better, better people and we can even hear it from our kid's mouth, which was so nice to hear that they understand it now. Do you find that you're totally able to run guilt free? No, no, I definitely cannot run guilt-free. Like there are still times where, because even though they get it, there are still times where they wake up and one of us isn't there and they still wish that we were. Yeah. Like they know that we're not and they know that we're coming back and Mm -hmm. they know that everything's going to be fine and this is just what happens. But there are times where it's like, oh, but I wish, I wish mom was there. I wish dad was there. Yeah. Like I've come back from runs and they like rush the door Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, you've come back and they'd be like, mom, and like mm-hmm. scream and go for you. Mm-hmm. That was a morning that, that they wished that you were there. They didn't say it. Maybe they hold that in a little bit, but mm-hmm. they, they want it. So yeah. sometimes it's nice. I mean, the two of us, we trade off who gets mornings. Mm-hmm. So it's not always the same person who's not there when the kids wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, usually at least one of us is out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true. And I think that just because you understand that it is the best thing for you and for your family, that doesn't mean that you can't ever feel any sort of guilt again. Like, I think that's a very natural thing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let me just flip (laughs) off the guilt switch because I understand it's better for my family. (laughs) But I think that that's one of the things that, like, you know, running before the sun comes up, like, does tend to make it easier because then you're not actually spending time away from your family. Like technically you're not there, but they're still sleeping. So it's not like you're missing out on anything. Right. But then I went a little overboard on that one. Cause I was running, well, I was running at night at that time. Like yeah. when we had, I think it was that when we just one? had only one yeah. child. Um, I was doing a lot of like night running, but then I would, I would still be running at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then I'd have to get up and go to work the next morning. My sleep was off cause mm-hmm. I had just finished running. 
I wasn't taking care of myself. Like, yes, I was getting the run in, which was good, but the overall like physical aspect of my life, Mm -hmm. I was missing stuff. So now I'm trying to get this balance of things of, I want to get my run in, but I want to make sure I get enough sleep. So if I'm in bed too late, I will try and schedule another time. And maybe it's not as long of a run, but it's still, it's what I can get in that day. It's the best that I can do given all the circumstances. Like I'm not going to wipe out sleep for the sake of my run that, Mm -hmm. that has shown itself to not go well for me. Yeah. And you just use the word balance, which I just want to kind of touch on real quick because I feel like everyone talks about the work life balance and this balance and that balance. It's a joke, right? (laughs) Like we, I think we agree that balance does doesn't truly exist. Like you have to find the right ratio maybe for you. But I think that I think there's cycles. There's definitely cycles. There's definitely seasons. We've talked about that before. But I think that at the core, our kids know that they are our priority. Like we will choose our children over a run if we need to. Like, you know, like it's not just like, oh, you know, for no reason, I don't want you to go run today. But sometimes that does come from some sort of deeper reason. Like there is some sort of longing there that you do need to maybe skip a run to spend time with one of the kids or both of the kids. And every now and then that's okay. But they, and they, so that they still understand that they are the priority over the running. Yeah. I mean, once you get beyond that, that first, you know, window of it's really bad when they, when you leave the door where they're like freaking out all the time, they get it. And maybe yeah. they're a little bit sad, but they get it. So if you try and head out the door and they're like, mm, they're giving you that one, yeah. like, oh, please, can you stay? Like, there's something. Like, right. they, they really want you to stay. And maybe maybe you have to decide, yeah, today today I'm going to stay because mm-hmm. it's it's more important for me to stay. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, you've got to reason it out. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, And then the final thing I wanted to touch on that they mentioned um, about bringing the family closer together, which I think that running can definitely bring our family closer together. And it has brought our family closer and given us a lot of really great memories is traveling to races like out of town races with a family. Now this can get complicated, (laughs) very complicated, especially when there's two runners in the family. So we traveled down to Key West in January and both of us ran the race. And the only way that we were able to do that was because we have some awesome friends that came along with us that watched the girls like in the morning when we had to get ready early and get to the starting line and actually run the race. They stayed with our friend and and were there, you know, ready to cheer for us at the finish line. Yeah, he helped like literally helped organize the poster making process of the morning mm-hmm. and everybody got to where they needed to get. Yeah. It was it was really awesome. Right. So it does it's definitely more complicated if you if there's two runners in the family doing the same race. Now, that was the first time you and I had ever really run a big race like that together. The only other race that both of us have run is our school 5K. And <laughs> that one's different. That one's different. It's obviously much shorter considering you finish it in like 16 minutes. And then run through the campus and catch Riley like halfway through the halfway course. Halfway through her race. Yes. Yeah. Um, but even in that situation like we worked that out number one the kids are older now which i think makes life a lot easier um we have pushed them in the strollers before like that's one way that we ran it in years past like i would push one because i would just not care about my time and you would go out and win the race (laughs) and then come find us um but well it's nice on a 5k i'm not gone for that long right and then last year one of the cross-country kids ran with 
Riley because Riley two. really she actually had two guides. She did. And but Riley really wanted to run it on her own. And I also wanted to run it to see what time I could get. Yes. And you obviously are expected basically to win every year. I literally am. Everybody's yeah. <laughs> like, Coach, how much are you gonna win by? I'm like, oh God. Yeah. So when you have that kind of support system, when you're a part of the running community, I think that that can definitely help to make those things more realistic. Um, If one spouse is a runner and one is not, that makes it a little bit easier. Then the other, the non-runner spouse can take the kids to the race. And I think that it's really special, like to see your parent running a race and, and doing something that's difficult and being there to cheer them on and support them. Like you can hear it in our girls' voices, like the pride, like they're proud of us. They take great pride. Yes. I mean, that was like, you know, Riley's story about me just going out to run 15 miles. That wasn't a race. That was just a Saturday long run. And the fact that she took pride in me as her mom being able to do that. I mean, that makes me feel really, really good. And that she can see how special that is. And that, I value my health and I hope that that rubs off on her, you know, long term that she'll then value her health the same way. I mean, that's the goal. That's kind of the whole point of of all of this is to try and help them grow into healthy people Mm -hmm. for themselves. But yeah. And then influence the other people around them. Yeah. Like it's it's all just a domino effect. Yes. Right. So out of town races, I, I think that, you know, they can be a little tricky. They, there's a lot of moving parts that you have to figure I mean, out. We really did debate for a while before that one of whether we were taking the kids or not taking the kids. We did. Um, afterwards, like we're in Key West, like, can we go out and you can't go out with kids to any of the bars down in Key West, mm-hmm. you know? So I called it an, an early night that time. Right. And, so Kevin, and went home. yeah, Kevin took the kids home and I went out and partied with my running friends. And there were, there were friends there that were like, wait, he, he won the race. How come he gets to go home with the kids and you're going out and partying. And the one guy who's not a runner who was there with us made the best observation. He goes, um, I think going to bed now is his prize. Yeah. It was the yeah. best option. Yeah, I think that that that's his preference. Yes, he, yeah. he gets to lay down in a bed. Yeah. He's winning right there. <laughs> exactly. So we do encourage you like to think about taking your family. Like I think that it's really nice sometimes to get away for a destination race just yourself or as a couple or with a running group of friends. Like those those are all really great times too. But then also consider maybe bringing the kids along sometimes or every now and then also because that's going to be a memory that our family has forever. Right. It really, it it seems a little complicated and it's not always all smiles. And it wasn't smooth. No, it definitely was not smooth. It's not like this was totally smooth. Like, I mean, Kevin won the race and I did not get to see the awards presentation because one of the kids was hungry and I had to take her to go get some food. And so I missed it. And that's a bummer, <laughs> but right. there, there's you know hiccups what? along the way. But yeah. in looking it's, it's back okay. at it, none of the kids remember any of the hiccups. No, they remember that the trip to Key West was awesome, mm-hmm. mainly because they think that a trip to anywhere where they're not in their own bed is yeah, awesome. They like, love hotels. It's a hotel bed. I'm going to jump on it. <laughs> what are you doing? It's all white. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're kids, so they they yeah. enjoy that. And in looking back, they always only see the positives out of it. Yeah, where were we? when we were in California? That was what was happening. Remember, we were at the water park. Yes. Like we went to the water park when we were in California this summer and the girls did not, they they were not having the best time right at the beginning. It was like we went on the first ride and the little one was like super scared and then there was a long line and they were cold and Kevin looked at me and he was just kind of like 
they gave me this look like this is not going well. And I just looked at them and I'm like, they're not going to remember this part. No. And like, by, by dinner time and the retelling, and yeah. it's not like it suddenly became the greatest day ever, but during the retelling of dinner time, you would think that it was the greatest day ever. Right. Cause that's the parts that they remember. That's the parts. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. They remember those highlights and that's, that's it. They don't remember having to wait in a cold line for the slide. They remember the good stuff. And yeah. so, so even if destination race sounds a little tricky and complicated in your head, sometimes maybe go for it with the kids yeah. because it's going to be an amazing experience for them. And then they're going to get to see you in that element of your life, which, which is such a special thing which to is share. Very special. It really is. Okay. Back to the kids. All right, so you've both mentioned how we're in better moods after we get a run in, right? Do you think that I'm in a better mood after I run? Yes. What do you notice? Well, I notice that you're more happy and sure of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, your decisions are made, Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Well, that's usually what happens because you're your mom. Yeah? But, yeah. Okay. So there's less like, I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do today or whatnot. Yeah. All right. But it was interesting because when we were talking about this episode, you mentioned that you even notice a difference um, between, so I'm in a better mood or, you know, more sure of myself when I come home after a run, but then you notice even a more of a difference after I do run and yoga because on my Saturday mornings, I like to go run and then do yoga afterwards. And what did you notice then? I notice that you're more peaceful. Mm-hmm. You're so sure of yourself, but you're more peaceful okay. than you would have been if you would have just run because you like her voice and just do, moving your body and mm-hmm. being able to just do that. and mm-hmm. The yoga. Do the yoga, yeah. Yeah, so you notice after I do yoga that I'm more peaceful and calm. Yes. Okay, cool. That's funny. It's a unique perspective there because... Uh, you don't use running the same way that I do. Like when you have head off on a run, it's not really a major form of meditation for you very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every now and then it is, but not like you. No, because you usually you've got a group or you're listening to something okay. or something like that. Whereas yoga is kind of your your time to self reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so I think that's interesting. And I think that one thing that we can all gain from that is that that having that sense of meditation at some point in our day, our kids can tell the difference. Yes, you know? that's a good one. So whether or not it's through running or through yoga or just meditation or breathing, like that is a takeaway that I just heard listening to what the girls are saying is that, you know, when we when we get that time to take care of ourselves, we show up better and calmer and more sure of ourselves and our kids can tell a difference. All right, so let's try our our third big question here for the girls. Maddie, do you think that you're going to become a runner? Well, yeah, I think that it would be fun to run because then we'll go to all races and have support Mm -hmm. from the kids and anybody else that comes. Mm -hmm. So So you want people to, like, cheer for you? Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's a good feeling, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like when people cheer. Because mm-hmm. you like cheering for other people, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think making the signs is probably one of your favorite parts of going to races. So it kind of makes you happy to think that someone else might may- be making the signs for you. Yeah, and I also like seeing everybody else. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do love being around other people, don't you? Yeah, you've got that social aspect yeah. of mom. You're going to be in a running group. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a social runner like mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Riley, so how about you? Do you think that you're going to be a runner? Probably, yes, because it gives you that sense of pride. Like when I did the 5K in December, mm-hmm. last December. The one at my school? Yep. Yes, the one at your school. So I did this 5K, and when I got back, I did I PR'd by like, what was it, seven, eight minutes? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was you, kind of crazy. I, and I, I just like that you've got just casually, oh, I PR'd by seven minutes. It's just like the <laughs> vocabulary that you use is kind of amusing sometimes. Yeah. And that's what I get when my parents are runners. <laughs> <laughs> so I just PR'd, and afterwards... My legs were so stiff, I, like, couldn't even sit down. But it felt good because... It felt good? Yes, because in some somehow it just felt good because I had just got that sense of pride that I had just done that. Yeah. You pushed yourself? I pushed myself that hard mm-hmm. that I did that. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't mind the sore legs? I kind of did because they hurt, but not as much. But it also kind of felt good. Yeah. Because you knew that you were able to do that. Yeah. That's a pretty good feeling, huh? Yep. Yeah. You got a lot of high fives that day also, huh? Yes, a lot. Yeah, that's part of the benefit is... When, since that 5K was at our school, like the high school where we coach, we knew pretty much everybody there. Yes. Right? So it was like all the cross-country kids that were cheering for you. I mean, there were yes. so many kids cheering for you when you, you crossed you, that line. You had a running guide, too, on that day. She Cheer. did, yes. yes. Yeah, you, one of our cross-country kids um, ran with you the whole time. That was super awesome of her. Yes. Yeah, so that was... So then you kind of got the feeling of of that friendship also, right? Like running with somebody that's there to help you push yourself? Yes. Yeah. And you recognize, you felt yourself why sometimes after a race, mommy and daddy just just lay on the bed. Yes. (laughs) You kind of really personally felt that pain in the legs. Yeah. You understood what that that pain felt like? Yes. And I got second in my age group. That was So I got a cup. Yep. You got a prize. Yes. All right. Cool. Okay, so let's unpack this one a little bit, Kev. So I think that one of the things that I loved hearing from Riley was how her the soreness in her legs gave her a sense of pride. Well, yeah, I mean, she's the the sense of pride is is a big thing with her. Is the sense of accomplishment, the sense that you can work for something and you put the effort in and you get some payoff off mm-hmm. of it. That's a big thing for her. But also to understand that. With hard work, sometimes comes pain, and that's acceptable. <laughs> and that's an okay thing. Like that's, I mean, for her to already have that realization and and say like, my legs like they hurt, but like I felt really good about it. Like to understand that your physical body can be sore and hurting, but you can still have this inner sense of like emotional and psychological pride and good feelings. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's a combination of having, you know, two racing running parents. Right. And then surrounded by the cross-country kid, mm-hmm. your running friends. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that they interact with. I mean, they help us kind of during workouts in cross-country mm-hmm. practice. And to watch these kids just, like, you know, grabbing their knees and gasping for wind. Yeah. And being like, well, four more? Four more, coach? And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they, they're there and they can watch it. Like, yeah. 
these kids don't look like they're having the greatest time, but they are seeing that they're still pushing and that, that it matters for them. So they kind of understand that aspect of it. Right. And they can already, like she already is understanding that working hard pays off. Like she really pushed herself and that was not an easy race for her to run. And then she was able to run a PR by seven minutes, you know, like how cute was that? I ran my PR, (laughs) but she's, she's understanding that there's a a link between hard work and success and pride. Like, I mean, like that feeling of inner pride and feeling good about yourself. I mean, that is going to carry her really far in life. So I think that these lessons that she's already learning from running are really starting to take root. And I love seeing that. Yeah. And then, then there's Maddie. Maddie likes to be around running kids. Yes. Um, I mean, she was very, very excited that cross country practice was starting Mm -hmm. again. She likes going to, um, over the summer when you have your, your, workouts on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. She likes going one cause we get to go play on the playground, but right. she likes just being around runners. Well, she's an extrovert. Like she, is also she just very much an loves extrovert. being around, people, around in people in general. Like she could be around people 24 hours a day and be happy. Yeah. That would not work for her dad um, <laughs> or her sister, <laughs> but it's, it's funny to see who, you know, specifically on the team, she gra- gravitates towards mm-hmm. because a lot of times they move towards like the fast kids, but there have been kids on the team where that were the fastest that they did not sort of connect with at all. Well, because they don't choose, they don't like gravitate to the kids just because they're fast, but I think they just, they tend to gravitate towards the nicer kids that actually interact with them. Yes. And sometimes it works out really conveniently during, during cross country that the kids who have that sort of compassion towards others and that, that outward kindness, I don't know, somehow they work towards the top of the team also. That's because they have that inner drive to succeed. I think that it, it all, it all works around like just being a good person and having some sort of inner drive to become a better person. Like I, that's one of the things that I think all runners share in common is you, you have some sort of inner drive to be a better person, whether that is you running because you want to improve your health or because you want to lose weight. Like there's a reason that you run, like whether it's like you that wants to run to push your time and to actually push your physical limits and see what your body is capable of you're still trying to like exceed expectations. You're still trying to become better. Right. You sort of, you lift the bar and then you try and just keep climbing towards it. Like how much can I, can I get towards that? Whatever that goal is, Mm -hmm. it's something better than you currently are. Yeah. The goal is better than now. And so the kids that are on the top of the team, like they have that inner drive. Yes. So then they just, I think naturally tend to, treat people in a better way also because they're just being becoming a better version of themselves because it makes sense it makes sense for them to try and go out and and be kind to other people to help sort of serve towards other people because it's not just like a oh hey girls and some of them will do that some will just be like oh hey riley and others of them were will genuinely ask what did you learn in school today Mm -hmm. or help with homework yeah well and i think that they gravitate towards like the captains who also tend to be like the senior leadership or the faster people on the team because the captains are captains for a reason for a reason you know they have those certain leadership qualities and traits that our girls gravitate towards because 
most people gravitate towards that kind of person. Right. But I mean, that's also just an attribute of a lot of runners is the people that sort of rise up. That's why you get a a large group of runners together. And well, certainly you're going to have issues among the, the, the group of people. You don't have huge ones. In yeah. in general. In general. You know, usually it's a very supportive group of people. Mm. There's always going to be a little bit of, you know, inner competition. Yeah, but but it's, it's generally a very supportive group yeah. of people. Yeah. And the longer your distance is, it seems like the more it is, honestly. Yeah, but I really haven't seen, like, in all the years that you've been coaching and then now that I've been involved in the team, there hasn't been a lot of that, like, girl cattiness that can happen in a lot of high school situations. Like, on our team, specifically. One year. You weren't coaching yet. Okay. And it was but a small a, case. Exactly. It, yeah. There hasn't... It, it, overall, it's not the norm. And especially considering we have... High school girls. <laughs> like 20 high school girls on the team. That's pretty pretty good. Yes. You know? So, so yeah. I think that the just the girls being around the running community, understanding what it's like to push themselves, seeing that... Um, you know what it's like to be a part of a group and and be around people that are trying to make themselves better and trying to make the people around them better. Yeah. I mean, that's key. Okay. So I just wanted to take a a minute now and acknowledge our two very special guests. Thank you girls for being our very first podcast guests. We appreciate you. Did you guys have fun? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you like doing this? Yes. All right, good. And do you like that we're a running family? Yes. Yeah. So what, what, what's your final message for all the parents and the kids out there? Just be strong. You can do it whatever age you are. Oh, I like that one. What about you? Do you have anything to say? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Kev, but I thought that that was super fun. I mean, there was definitely some trying moments in interviewing Agreed. the girls. Um. <laughs> Especially on a day that you didn't get your run in. <laughs> Agreed, a hundred percent. But I, I really think that, and I, and I hope that our listeners, like, I hope you guys found that valuable to hear it from their perspective as well, um, to to understand what running looks like from the eyes of a child, because I think that that's the pretty much the point, and that's that's really the take home message here is that. Your running affects more than you. Yeah, your running is is way bigger than yourself. Even yeah. if even if you don't realize it, right? Kids, if you've got kids, what you do out on your run is going to have an influence on them. Maybe it makes you a better person that day. Maybe you see them and and they're gaining lessons. Even if the lesson they want to share is um, no, <laughs> they, they've got lessons. They're picking things up from you. Um, I totally put her on the spot. We didn't rehearse those. No, at we all. did not rehearse that last yeah. one. So she she did not have an answer for that. But um, but. Th- They've got lessons. And if you asked her five minutes later and didn't have the microphone in front of her face, she would have had lessons for you that she's picked up. And even if she doesn't, can't articulate it, she knows them. Yeah. Like she's brought them into herself. Give her a few more years and she'll be able to clearly explain mm-hmm. what she's gained. The mm-hmm. If you don't have kids what you're doing is going to affect the people around you. Your neighbors are going to look out the door and see you taking off on a run. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, did you hear that? My, my, I forgot to tell you, I was out on a run with my friend the other day and, um, she's friends with our neighbor nice. and they were like out one night and they were talking and she was talking about her marathon that she was going to run in Oregon. And he was like, Oh, my neighbor is a big runner. He just won a race. Like he won this <laughs> half marathon and blah, blah, blah. And so our neighbor was bragging about you. And she was like, wait a second. Wait, I may know them. Yeah. And he's, he's like, is this is his wife, Angie? And 
uh, James was like, yeah. And so then she's like, I, I know her. It's too like, funny. Isn't that funny? It was like such a small world. But I think that's proof that like you're just going out on your run, doing what you do. Like our neighbor sees that and you're influencing him in some way. Right. And, you know, you go down the, you run down the road, you never know who's driving a car that day Mm -hmm. that sees, you know, there's people biking, there's people running. Maybe that was the day that they needed to see something and being like, Hey, I'm going to go for a run when I get home. Right. Like if that person can do it, I can too. Yeah. Maybe that was the day. Maybe they needed one more visual and and you provided it for them. You never know who you're affecting with this. You never know the source of inspiration. Be the best person you can and and spread your influence because Mm -hmm. you're influencing people even if you're not sure of, of who it is. Yeah. And who better to influence than your own family and being able to make running a part of your family life and involve your children and your spouses or you know your parents or wh- depending on where you are in your life your friends your you know sisters brothers whoever it is like whoever's in your life whatever family members whatever friends you have like try to get them involved because it's going to make your running life even richer even if they hated running through high school maybe you can what? turn them into a runner <laughs> and then start a podcast with them start a podcast it's totally in a, possible in a running business <laughs> and like i mean for real I don't know. That sounds just a little off the charts. Possibly. (laughs) So like Kevin said, you never know who you're inspiring by just going out every day and doing what you do and trying to be a better runner and a better version of yourself. And that really is the take home message of all of our podcasts is for that running makes us into better people and allows us to show up better in our lives. So as always, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. We are so happy to celebrate 100 episodes and we really just want to thank every single listener. Thank you so much for every podcast you've downloaded, every minute that you've spent listening to us. And we really hope that we have been able to bring something to your life, to your running journey over this time period. And we thank you everyone for leaving us reviews on iTunes. If you haven't yet, please do so. That just will help us to spread the love and spread our message that anyone can be a runner, that anyone can make running feel good, and that you are meant for greater things and you are meant to go out and run your life. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 100. Now get out there and run your life.